from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Who's hotter than Trey Turner? Joe. No one. Three home runs last two games to lead the United States into the final of the World Baseball Classic, which has just been thrilling. Yeah. To be perfectly honest with you. Beat Cuba yesterday, 14-2 to move into the final. They'll play the winner of Mexico-Japan in the championship round. Turner so far in five games in the tournament. Seven hits, four home runs, ten RBIs. It's kind of ridiculous. Pretty uh, pretty cool to see people watching baseball in that stadium in Miami, huh? Who knew? Huh, right? It, it, it's almost like the Marlins haven't done anything to really uh, give people a reason to give a damn about them including ripping that wonderful, wonderful dolphin and marlin shark statue. There's Thanks a, for nothing, Derek Jeter. And I know there's been a couple of injuries, notably to Edwin Diaz of the Vets, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Jose yeah. Atsuve of the Astros, which have has gotten some older white purists in their feelings about losing key players in what is an exhibition. Yes. But seeing the way that this has been embraced by the fans and getting people actually genuinely excited about baseball. Why are we upset? I, people, I'm confused. People, we're, confused. We're mad about injuries? It's it's interesting. A that, fluke injury to Diaz who was celebrating wasn't like he was pitching. And then Altuve broke a, broke a bone in his hand. It's funny. We want people to give a damn about playing for their country. Then we get upset when something might happen right. negatively when they're actually giving a damn about their country. We see this with, with the NBA uh, and the Olympics or FIBA. And we saw this with the Olympic tournament in hockey yeah, uh, where people didn't like the disruption to the NHL season, except that the players really want to participate and play for their countries. I will say this about the World Baseball Classic, which I'll be straight up. I'm not going to fool anybody here. I haven't spent a lot of time watching it. I've consumed most of it in highlight form because of what Trey Turner has been able to do or some other spectacular plays. The one thing that I have picked up on in the World Baseball Classic that Major League Baseball absolutely needs to adopt, you talk about old white people getting upset about things, there's joy in watching them play baseball. It's almost as if if I watch players enjoying themselves, I might be more inclined to watch the product. So you you see all this energy with the World Baseball Classic? They've snuffed it out in Major League Baseball. Somebody does a bat flip, and then people are like, that's not right for the game. No, that's what makes it exciting. That's what gets people ramped up. So if this continues in that trend, then maybe there are some, um, you know, some reasons to come back and, and watch baseball. But sorry, the, the World Baseball Classic is kind of taking a backseat to all the NCAA tournament action. I will ask you a question uh, that was asked, that was posed to me by our friend Mike. Okay. Is Trey Turner the greatest hashtag pack pro? He's definitely in the conversation now. David Thompson, while his NBA career, ABA career, his pro career was cut short because mm-hmm. of a knee injury and, and drug use, he still is in the Hall of Fame. Well, yes. So I do think that... you telling me Trey Turner ain't going to be in the Hall of Fame? No, I, I think he will be. Okay. But, you know, stranger things have happened. That's fair. That's particularly fair. in baseball. Yeah, right. uh, I enjoy Trey Turner. I called Trey Turner. I'm very, well, speaking of one of my all-time great wins from that draft, <laughs> um, I just think 
you want to, I want him to see him complete it, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously with the World Series title that he won with the Nationals was awesome. The success that he's had with the Dodgers and now this gigantic contract that he signed with Philly. I know some of that will be coming back to Elliot Avent, one of the great discovery stories. And uh, Chris Hart, you know, his assistant coach who recruited him out of Florida. Mm -hmm. We'll have to have uh, Chris on to tell that story because Trey Turner grew like six inches and got cut from he legitimately got cut from his high school baseball team. Unlike other people who never were cut, quote unquote, from their high school team. Uh, so the origin story is, is a very good one. But I do want to see him complete the task. Right. I think that's only fair to ask. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. You know, John Calipari and pizza is just the story gift that keeps on giving. You'll remember around this time last year, we talked to now former Georgia Tech head basketball coach Josh Pastner, who was on the Memphis staff with John Calipari when Calipari had interviewed for the NC State job after Herb Sendek left for the desert in 2006. You follow me? Like, Got do, it. Do we, we connect in all Table those dots? Set. Okay. John Palacari comes to Raleigh, interviews with NC State. Got it. You and I lived that search. Mm -hmm. It was an exhaustive search. It was. And you and I will never forget the things that it really you know, gave birth to on the internet, like flight aware. Tracking flights during a coaching search really went mainstream, if not began with that NC State basketball coaching search. Yes, as, NC State fans gave you that, so you're welcome. As with tracking coaches through internet means like webcams as well, there was a site visit to the then RBC Center, and they had a webcam. They, they used to promote it. Hey, check out what's going on at the RBC Center right yeah, now. Yeah, it was mostly to see like, oh, we're setting up for the circus, hey, or hey, hey, the monster trucks are in town. Cool, right? 24-7, that thing was on unless a concert was taking place. Well, it was on at like 2 o'clock in the morning when the lights suddenly came on and people saw these little pixelated bodies checking out the site. That was John Calipari, Lee Fowler, the AD, and everything else. I was always told that part of the issue was that it wasn't exactly like Lee Fowler was going above and beyond to entertain John Calipari. And there was a late-night Dunkin' Donuts run. That's part of it, yep. The pizza part was the part that was a little, you know, a little a little out there. So Josh Pastner tells us last year, oh, yeah, reason why Calipari didn't take that NC State job was because he couldn't find a decent slice of pizza in Raleigh. In Raleigh. Yeah. He's like, nah, that was a no-go for me. So I guess Pastner's told the story a couple times now. Josh Graham, WSJS, here's well, the story. Well, we bought Pastner pizza we did. this year. We did. Based and on that story to prove to him that there was good pizza in Raleigh. And he agreed. Yes. So Josh Graham of WSJS, he's in Greensboro for the NCAA tournament first round games. Calipari and Kentucky are there. So Josh decides to get to the bottom of this and ask Cal, hey, 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 what's up with the pizza thing? You said a couple years ago you were close to taking the NC State job back when you were at Memphis. And recently Josh Pastner told us that – you told him it was a bad pizza experience that might have led to you not taking the job. Can you? Josh is out of his mind. No, they, they look, I've had people talk to me throughout my career, and, and, and NC State was one of those teams. And, and uh, um, you know, knowing what that league was and all that stuff, but I ended up staying, and uh, we had a heck of a run at Memphis, and it was the right decision for me. and. Uh, probably both programs, but uh, no, pizza, I can't remember. He's, that's the greatest thing about when you start getting older. You just say, I don't remember. 
Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Back left. Was he on the plane with us, by the way? Was Josh on the plane with us? He wasn't. He's just telling stories. I would. He, said, he, he was on the plane with us? He said it might have been bad pizza. That's what he told you. No. That's what he told me. No. It was mellow mushroom pizza from... Yep. Raleigh, really good place. <laughs> Mellow mushroom. I, I didn't catch this the first time. Yeah. Did you hear what he said when he was talking about why he didn't come or the decision? Did you catch it? No, I didn't catch it. He goes, knowing what that league was. Yeah. I.E., did he mean tough neighborhood? I wanted no part yeah. of Mike Krzyzewski in yeah. 06. I wanted no part. Of Roy Williams coming off a national championship do in you, 06. Do you blame him? <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah, I, I caught that. that. that uh, was, I caught that. Because yeah. all of these years later, and, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit. Oh, Fowler made him pay for the pizza or whatever mm-hmm. actually ended up happening. He was never coming around. He was never around. taking the job. And that that one sentence gives me a hint that he was yeah. never taking the he job. He was never taking that job. I knew what that league was. Yeah. Code for. <laughs> forget I that. I couldn't beat that. Well, in fairness... If Fowler, as as we've been now campfired told, yeah, didn't made him pay for his own pizza, maybe he said, "Well, I'm sure it's not going to get the recruiting budget that I need to compete with Kay and Roy yeah. if I can't get him to pay for my pizza." Right? right. So it, maybe there was it, that. It wasn't. The, no, this this happens all the time. Like you you read, but you hear that. No, you, you, no, I heard it. I yeah. heard it. <laughs> and I guess the reason why I didn't think about it is that. In my mind, it's always been about, like, yeah, why would Calipari come to the ACC at this point? There's a reason why Mark Godfrey talked about the tough neighborhood when he got the job. Endlessly, yes. Okay? <laughs> because we, he knew what the deal was. There's a reason why whoever the next coach at NC State was going to be was always positioned as, if you could just outlast <laughs> Roy and Kay. Then the next guy will take Carolina to the championship game in his first year. Whoops. And the next guy at Duke will win the ACC in his first year. Whoops. Other than that, yeah, it'll be know. fine. Yeah, no big deal, right? Yeah, no um, deal. You know, knowing what that league was and all that stuff, but I ended up huh. staying, and uh, we had a heck of a run at Memphis. And Yeah, he did. Got to the championship game <laughs> in so, 08 in, in the San Antonio Final Four. I ended up losing to Kansas. Josh Pastner is not backing down from this, by the way. Uh, he decided he was on some NCAA fast break programming. I don't think this was on TV. I think it was a web thing. Uh, and he doubled down on the mellow mushroom part. So I'm going to have some pizza <laughs> and I'm going to let you explain what the what the heck happened there, Josh. Well, look, Coach Calipari was being courted, recruited by obviously by many schools. Yeah. North Carolina State was one of them. And um, he tells a story about when he they wanted him, he wanted to go by the local pizza place because they're going to determine if if the pizza was really good, mm-hmm. uh, that he would take the job. Okay. Well, he went there. He didn't say the name at the time, but he said he went to a pizza place and he just was not. It just didn't taste right for him. 
So it's the reason he did not take the North Carolina State job. He judged it based on the tasting of a pizza. Now, it's worked out for him because he came back and continued to win at a very high level at Memphis and then got the Kentucky job. But it was really based on a, on a, on a pizza deal. He, he was great in that You're clip You're standing there. by your side of the story. Pass the pizza down to Tony. I'll give it so Tony. anyway, so there, there's, there's the exchange on this fast break show uh, for the NCAA. And I, I think, to your point, Joe, it's more of the metaphor of if you're not going to pay for my – that's what didn't sit well. Yeah, if you're not going to pay for my pizza, probably, what are you not going to be? But still, I didn't catch that the first time I yeah. heard it. Knowing what the league was, yeah. what the job was. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now, yeah, for, man. Those, for those who are going, Mellow Mushroom, and people will go, yeah, there's nothing wrong with Mellow Mushroom. It's no. been sitting there on Glenwood for a long – I remember when that, when that used to be a top of the hill, believe it or not. That Mellow Mushroom spot right. on Glenwood Avenue at one point in time was a top of the hill. Regardless – it's a fine spot. Eat there plenty of times. But you got to remember that in 2006, it was a little bit of a pizza wasteland. Uh, not like the elevated pizza you have today. Um, I think at that point, Brothers and uh, two guys had already gone under. I think they were, yeah. On Hillsborough Street. I love New York pizza. Some would tell you that's when it was at its peak. Cool, but I don't see Lee Fowler taking John Calipari to the I Love New York Maybe pizza on Hillsborough Street. Maybe you should have. Uh, and Lily's is too far away. So, plus... I don't know how long John Calipari had. And as much as I love yeah, Lily's. Because right, the tour was in the middle of the night. Yeah, I don't know how, you know, Lily's. I love Lily's, but you're probably a pitcher in by the time you get your pizza. And it's worth it because I love Lily's and their crust is amazing. But yeah, you wait a little bit at Lily's, man. It's, it's a feature, not a bug. So there's all sorts of reasons why it might have ended up being Mellow Mushroom. Just saying. Shout out to Josh Graham, content king. Next up. One, two, three. We got coaches on the move. Speaking of being courted yeah at coolies leaving providence for georgetown that's going to take out any uh rumored kevin keats moves to georgetown ed cooley going from providence to georgetown and then rick patino at 70 leaving iona to get back into the big east he'll be at st john's Here's big, where big weekend for the for the Big East, right? It is. It even is. Though, even though Cooley's moving from Big East to Big East, I, I will I will say this: that the Big East and what we've seen out of the Big East the last couple of years is what some fantasize the ACC would have become a route, an alternate universe route. Yes, that you can just say no to football or big time football and become this boutique basketball conference i've i've said boutique basketball conference now i feel like for 15 years when it comes to the acc mm -hmm. getting a good television deal with fox putting yourself with like-minded schools who give all to basketball and you get the byproduct of the success that you're seeing in the in the coaching acumen that have that is in the big east right now but that's not the direction the acc went for and who's to say that the acc would be made up of all the schools you love because let's also be real about the big east and how things have played out sure. too right yeah i mean the big east has three teams in the sweet 16 two of them are creighton and xavier not exactly Those, what you think of when you think of the big east that's not what was in the espn 30 for 30 requiem for the right. big east right okay these are new schools but they're schools that care about basketball they that was a smart prioritize as well uh private schools mostly catholic schools all caring about basketball Going forward, though, how does this relate to things around here? Well, a lot of people were speculating that Kevin Keats might be interested in that Georgia, Georgetown job. But the way that that had been reported, I never really understood why, because Ed Cooley was always attached to that job in the same way that Rick Pitino and St. John's had always been attached the minute that job became open. So Even before. This has been one of the more anticlimactic coaching 
carousels in college basketball. And I think the the big reason why is the transfer portal. We saw this at Georgia Tech. They went Damon Stoudemire like that. Like they were ready to go because it's the same reason why, not to relitigate what happened with North Carolina and opting out of playing in the NIT, but the offseason starts the minute your season is yeah. over now. No, you got to be in position to be ready. So a lot of this, this stuff makes sense when you look at the big picture. Next up. And I don't even care who number two is. Carolina Panthers had some media availability today. They added Adam Thielen to a three-year deal. Uh, the wide receiver group. You lose DJ Moore, you bring in Thielen from Minnesota. Nice pickup. Uh, now, basically all the Panthers offseason moves have been well-received. But I think you and I can both agree that all of this is moot without getting the quarterback position right. And that's what a good chunk of the questions were about today. People trying to decipher what Frank Reich is talking about. And does it mean C.J. Stroud? Does it mean Bryce Young? Which quarterback could it be? Those are the two quarterbacks that everybody's obsessing over. I don't see the Panthers going off the board and drafting Will Levis with the first pick. They could have waited to do that. Anthony Richardson, they could have waited. They didn't need to move up to the one spot for that. It really is those two QBs, pick your flavor. And po- folks are focused on height now because you know Frank Reich, he thought highly of Russell Wilson back in 2012, Joe. Sure he did. Like sure. everybody else. Oh, I love the moves that the Panthers have made in terms of, they A, they have a plan. Do I think they overpaid for the number one pick? I do. But I think I applaud that they have a plan. And now the best part of this plan is getting some receivers that are going to help this rookie quarterback because they have a good offensive line that they went and spent a lot of time last year in trying to repair. I do like their running back options. I would like to see them bring Deontay Foreman back. But getting Hayden Hurst, getting Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders, you know these are, these are good players. They're going to help a young quarterback. And, of course, the biggest thing that's going to help this quarterback is Frank Reich and his play calling. That's going to be the biggest challenge. To your point, that's what they're betting on. And I think one of the things Reich had said today was the appeal of going and getting basically a, a, a virgin quarterback out of college was more appealing to him than the unmo- getting that old molded clay was a bigger appeal to him than going and getting a Lamar Jackson or trying to fix some other quarterback. He wanted someone to come in and, and mold from the jump. Next up. NCAA tournament rolls on, yet more upsets, more lower, or I'm sorry, higher seeded teams that advance to the Sweet 16, and a streak continues for the ACC. Next. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com check us out on youtube look up 99.9 the fan on youtube 
smash that subscribe button, leave the comments, hit the likes, do what you can to manipulate the algorithm for us. A lot of upsets in college basketball. This is continuing a trend. Uh, back in 2021, we actually had the highest average seed in the Sweet 16. That was followed up in 2022 with something pretty similar to it, around five and a half, closer to six in 2021. Now you've got teams like FAU. you got teams like Princeton making the Sweet 16. And Jay Billis was asked about this on ESPN earlier, about these college basketball March Madness upsets being good for college basketball. That's sort of a matter of taste. I mean, this is a this is a tournament, and you have 68 teams. You don't have the 68 best teams because you have automatic qualifiers for some of these smaller conferences. So it's incredibly inclusive, and it's incredibly fair. Everybody has a chance to get in as an automatic qualifier against their peers by winning their conference tournament. So the truth is everybody's in. And then once you get there, uh, you have to win. Uh, so it's sort of the Tiger Woods theory. Uh, is, is it better for golf if Tiger Woods uh, is playing his best, or would you rather see other players do well? Uh, I don't know the right answer there. Those are matters of taste. So that's Jay Billis on ESPN uh, with this debate. I will, I will say this. The way the Internet reacts, the way that we react as a general audience for March Madness, is that we love these upsets. But we end up getting into a very weird spot in that we can celebrate the upsets, and that's what brings us joy in college basketball. But then all of a sudden we start turning our eye to the coaches that were upset, and then we point at them and go, well, what's your problem? Like we did this with Tony Bennett last week after they got knocked off uh, by Fairleigh Dickinson. And that wasn't even supposed to be here in the grand scheme of things. Um, I'm not, not Fairleigh Dickinson. They lost to Furman. I'm getting all my – there's so many upsets, I literally cannot keep track of who's who at this point because there's been a lot of them. So they lose to Furman, and everybody wants to point to uh, to Tony Bennett, what's wrong with you? Well, Matt Painter finds himself in a similar situation with Purdue, and you look at his track record, you can make an argument that it's actually worse than what Tony Bennett's done. At least Tony Bennett's won a national championship uh, in this random chaos generator, and there's only so many coaches that do it consistently enough – Roy Williams retired. Mike Krzyzewski, even he had his low points, but yeah. ultimately consistent. And you've Jay got Wright just get out too. He got out, so that's left with Tom Izzo, who still finds ways to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I, the one thing that stood out to me over the weekend was I just don't, you don't see the top end talent like we used to when you look at well, who's going to go in the top, you know, fifteen or the lottery of the NBA draft? Those yeah. used to be what Joe, ten or eleven college players and maybe two international players. Now you look at it, and there's maybe four or five college players. The rest are some international players, obviously notably Victor Wimbanyama, who's the number one prize in this draft. And then you have a lot of guys who just decided, you know what, I'm going to the G League. Mm -hmm. I'm not playing college basketball. And that has opened the door combined with the extra year of COVID eligibility that the NCAA gave everybody who was in school in 2021. They gave them all an extra year. You're seeing older players, stronger players. You're also seeing hungry players. I don't know if you saw the interview, but the actual MVP I thought of the weekend was was not only John L. Davis from Florida Atlantic, who played outstanding against FDU to help the Owls move on to the Sweet 16. How about Jamie Erdahl? Mm -hmm. Just in stride. When Davis, Dennis, do we have the cleaned up clip? So after the game, you know, she's telling John L. Davis about this great you know, stat of scoring uh, mm -hmm. X amount of 25 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals. First player in tournament history. And he just said, I've been trying to prove this blank since day one. And he was like, oh, no. And she's like, nah, it's okay. It's true TV. It's true TV. Here's the clip. 
Are you a player that plays in a moment like this with something to prove about yourself? Yeah, a I've been, I've been trying to prove this since day one. Oh. That's all right. It's all of us. We're on True TV, man. <laughs> I just, I've been trying to prove this since day one. I just put the work in. Everybody on my team. I mean, she's right. It's cable. I, I mean, you can get away with that. But you don't cable. know who John L. Davis is. No, I'm not going to sit here and tell no. you that I know who John L. Davis. Although I did draft a player from FAU in yeah. my, my fantasy draft for the NCAA tournament. Are you proud of me? I'm very proud of you. Okay, I snuck that in there. By, too. by the way, I mean, you and I were talking about this before the show today. Is like I want a bunch of Drew Timmy's on my squad now. Sure. Like a guy who understands. Like, look, man, college is it for me? Right. This is where I'm going to probably make my money now with name, image, and likeness. This is where I can I can and I'm going to be thrive. a really good college basketball player. But and even and even he was feeling it after the game. Before they announced our starting lineup, but home, I was like, in seven straight Sweet Sixteens, I'm like, we cannot be the team that this one up. So just to get it done and not fall under that hypnotoads genjutsu or whatever it is, feels good, man. But they're a hell of a team. <laughs> After being TCU. It was a pretty good up and down game between Gonzaga and TCU. Like, I, I bemoan we're, we're not getting these pretty games anymore. That was a pretty basketball game, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovis. If you missed anything from today's show, check it out on the best of the OG podcast. You, you talk about, you know, feeling it too. You know, Kansas State gets past Kentucky. And their head coach was like, yeah, we, and, and I appreciated the candidates. We had more dudes than them today. And people were taking it as like, are you saying that John Calipari didn't have as much talent? I'm like, no, that's not what Kansas State's coach was saying. He was simply saying in terms of in this environment, they had the dudes. And Calipari is kind of going through a transitionary period too, which is something that John Shires talked about openly. We'll discuss that next on how to construct a team. We saw this pay off for NC State. John Shire is going to have to make some decisions going forward after they got knocked out. And same with Hubert Davis at North Carolina. It might have worked a particular way at North Carolina for years and years and years, but college basketball's changed. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.